It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm going to do something a little less traditional and start off with a quote from Shakespeare from one of my very favorite plays, Romeo and Juliet. It came in uh, Act 2, I believe it was Scene 2. Uh, where Juliet uh, Capulet, whilst on a balcony, over uh, but over, was overheard by Romeo uh, and, and Montague, and she said, "A rose by any other name would smell as sweet." And you're probably wondering how on earth does this connect? Well, I want to tie it back to what we call people and labels and roles and responsibilities in the whole nine yards. So here we go. I was recently part of an email thread, a list, if you will. And we were talking about calling team members developers. So it it says calling team members developers is an uphill battle. It makes no sense. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, one of the recent updates to the Scrum Guide was that there are three roles in Scrum, and we labeled them product owner, Scrum master, and team member. Now, what I can tell you is uh, I remember the debate about whether Scrum master should be one word or two words, then a later debate about the word master needing to be redefined because master was uh, indicative of negative connotation, right? Uh, so what I'm trying to say is there has been controversy around words used for some time. Do we call a person a product owner or a product manager? Or does it matter? A product governor, or a product specialist, a product evangelist. I mean, I've heard so many different names. And let's just go on and talk about what this article says. So one of my fellow trainers and coaches wrote uh, that he was getting some pretty significant pushback when he called everyone on the team developers. The issue is that Scrum is trying to redefine the term developer, which is an industry standard term that's been around for decades. And I don't see why why we need to convince people that have their own career paths and their strengths to take the label as a developer. How is this helping in our adoption, adaptation, and use of Scrum? Good question, right? He went on to say sports teams have positions and roles. For example, I play hockey, my position is defenseman, or I play football, and my position is running back or quarterback. I am in a special ops unit, and I am a medic. Developer doesn't equal player. Developer equals the defenseman or the quarterback. And he's got a point here. So I was starting to lean in and say, maybe he's right. But he went in and explained that if you do a research uh, and you go looking for uh, developer roles, uh, the, the big thing you pull up is software development jobs where people write code. But if the history of the word developer comes into play here, developer could be someone who develops land and cultivates land for farming. A developer could be someone who develops land for building homes. So I think the term developer has been around far longer than the software development role has, which brings me to my point. Is developer a term that they're trying to redefine, reinvent? Or are they just trying to get a little more clarity around what people do? Because what I can tell you is I've met so many people who are called business analyst or functional analyst or technical analyst or product manager or product governance or uh, creative services. And these people ask myself, entertainers, uh, you know, marketers, they ask me all the time, where is my role in the Scrum framework? And without being able to say, oh, well, you're a team member, which could be the meaning because, you know, they're diminishing their role down to a team member. You know, it just 
Agile was never designed, Scrum was never designed to identify every single possible naming convention of every role. It just, it's impossible to do. And I think that if we tried to do that, it would take us down a path that we don't want to go. Now, honestly, I thought that this would last for all of about, I don't know, 10 minutes. You'd have four or five people who make comments and it would go away. (laughs) After about 10 to 12 comments, I realized this thing was here to stay. But the last of those comments came from a dear friend of mine who said, you know, I've never had an issue with this. He says, for the past 10 years, I just start off class by teaching people, hey, this is the term they use. It doesn't mean that you are doing anything wrong if you don't use that term. He says, what it means is that these people develop thoughts and ideas. And I thought that that was a, a good explanation, right? So I kind of furthered that. And I said, you know, I'm going to put the final nail in this coffin and send it to rest. And I explained that I literally have a place in my team working agreement, psychological safety portion of the workshops that I do, where I teach people not to get hung up on words or titles and the importance of allowing people to identify as they wish. Uh, One example I use in class is when people say, well, I'm not the product owner, but I'm the product owner over this specific part part of the product or this portion of the product. Okay, let's, let's keep it a secret. But you and I both know that those people are stakeholders, right? That's what they are. They're stakeholders. But if they identify as a product owner, then I'm okay with that. As long as they understand that their responsibility drops off where the product owners picks up, then I'm okay with them being a stakeholder who calls themselves a product owner or Gummy Bear 74, whatever they prefer, right? I, I don't think we need to get so hung up on the words. Uh, what is more important is that they understand their respective responsibilities. In this light, when Scrum chooses to use the word developer, for example, it's not being applied simply to someone who writes code or builds systems. It means someone who is a critical thinker on the front line that adds value to the product or service they contribute to daily. Wow, that makes a lot more sense, right? So with that clarification, I don't have a problem with them calling it developer or a team member or whatever they choose to call it today. Now, honestly, I thought that's it. We weren't going to hear anymore. Everything was going to be good to go. Literally, moments after my post, here comes the flurry. There were 20 plus subsequent posts in this thread. Uh, Everything from, you know, in the original days of talking about this, Jeff wanted to call a team member, but Ken said no and won out to uh, only the team member. The team member option is no longer applicable to... We're focused on product development, which is one of the reasons why we call it developer, Uh, the appropriateness of using the word. I mean, it just went on and on. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. You know, it it got to the point where I was like, what do we do? Right. Are we are we making any progress with this or is this just kind of floating out in the ether? And, you know, I, I heard so many comments from people just talking about, you know, the the sterility, you know, naming people direct laborer, hands-on worker, direct contributor. And I was just like, oh my goodness, we, we need to, we need to put a nail on this. We need to stop it. So I put what I thought was going to be the final post in the thread. And here it is. Now you got to keep in mind for me to post two times on a thread is pretty rare considering that in the entire last five years, I've probably written four posts and two of them are on this thread. <laughs> so, so here's my second post. I said, I must admit that I think we've beaten this topic to death. However, I have, a, I have a story that I must share. I was playing chess with my 13-year-old daughter when the answer to this question came to me. I made these interesting observations. Number one, I noted that we were missing one of the chess pieces. We came to realize it was a pawn. So my daughter, after doing a quick scan of the room, found a bottle cap that you put on a 20-ounce bottle of soda, 
and said, Dad, we'll just use this as our missing pawn. And she put the bottle cap on a board. I know this is going to be shocking to many of you, but not only were we able to start the game, but we were able to completely execute the game and knew exactly what the bottle cap was supposed to do because the bottle cap represented the pawn. I, I hope you see where I'm going here. Next, I noticed that when my daughter was playing and asking me questions about the different pieces, she used terms like soldiers and horses and castles instead of using proper terms like pawns and knights and rooks. I don't even know if she knew what a rook was if I told her, but if I were a chess purist, I could have really gotten upset about her vocabulary choices and pulled out the instruction manual or numerous online reference guides with the pieces in their correct naming conventions and, and went off that way. But the truth is, it, it didn't really matter, right? Also, upon execution, I could have gotten really frustrated and bickered with her improper use of the verbiage and the way that she was uh, talking about execution. She didn't properly uh, you know, execute Bloom's taxonomy to talk about how every strategy was going to work and what choice of words she used and I hope you see where I'm taking this. In the end, what was most important is that she knew the distinction between every piece on the board and that she understood how to execute a winning strategy so that she could win the game and build the best product or service. What she called them was so much less important than her understanding of what they could do, what they were expected to do, and how she could use them to the best of her ability. I know you're I know you're waiting. I know I'm going to get the question if I don't answer. She did beat me. She won. And it wasn't me letting her win. And at that moment, I was a proud father, a teacher, a mentor, and a coach. And what I really the message that I really got from all of this was that it's not our duty to be critical and judgmental about what words are used. Our duty as coaches and trainers is to meet people where they are to teach them about how all the different pieces work together and how to formulate excellence and execution to build the best product or service on the market. That's it. That's what's most critical. So checkmate, or should I say mic drop? Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> if you have a topic you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us, learn more at agiledad.com. We'd love to hear more about your topic. This is just an incredible thing. And I know the second question is going to come up. Yes, there were subsequent comments, but the good news is most of the comments that were subsequent were quotes from famous people reinforcing what I said. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.